It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Shaquille O'Neal's jersey is officially retired. Why? He finally returned home to the place where it all started. Plus, your Orlando Magic, not quite ready for primetime, it appears. We'll get to all that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Magic today is February 14th, 2024. Happy Valentine's Day to those who celebrate. My name is Phil Frostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, an emotional, happy return for Shaquille O'Neal as his number 32 jersey goes up in the rafters. Why, Shaq proved you can indeed go home again. Plus, the Magic on their big day. Didn't quite live up to the hype. We'll get to everything that happened at the Kia Center on Tuesday coming up here in just one. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I I won't lie about this. Um, I have still been fielding a lot of people who are who are unsure about retiring Shaquille O'Neal's number 32 jersey. I will try and get the number up here um, if you're watching on YouTube. Um, there are still some people that feel a little way about Shaq and feel a little way about how everything went down. Look, 1996 was a long time ago. I was one of those kids too. When Shaq announced that he was signing with the Lakers in that press conference in Atlanta. Um, you know, I threw out everything I owned with Shaq. This is my first Shaq jersey since I was six years old. Um, I don't have much Shaq memorabilia left because that anger was visceral. It was real. Um, for a young franchise to lose a star of that magnitude is frankly still something that the franchise hasn't recovered from. Yeah, we got Dwight Howard, but Shaq is still the guy. And it's really for that reason that even though he was only here for four years, Shaq is still considered by many and perhaps debatably, but maybe not, the best player in Magic history. Shaq is still a central figure in the franchise's history, in the way people perceive the franchise. Shaquille O'Neal was the team's first star. He was the guy that led them to the championship, led them to their moment of most cultural relevancy. He made the blue jersey cool. That's fact. And so now that time has passed, now that everyone's retired, now that careers are over, now we're thinking about magic history, Shaquille O'Neal does deserve to have his number hanging in the rafters. He does deserve 
to have that number 32 retire. And if you're not going to retire Shaq's jersey, you can't retire anyone else's. It's honestly that simple. And as Shaq made clear that, yes, Nick Anderson should have his jersey retired too. And Nick Anderson should probably have gone first. Thank you for supporting the cause. Hashtag retire 25. Um, Penny Hardaway will soon follow. Shaq made it clear that that should happen too. Shaq was always a showman first. He's admitted as much. He said as much that he always wanted to put a show for the fans who come to see him play that that may be the only NBA game they see. He did not want people to think that that he was ducking anybody, that he was not out there giving his all. And so sure, his exit was bitter. His exit was ugly. His exit frustrated everyone. But we can all grow up. We can all move on. We can all live and let live. Because at the end of the day, Shaq's legacy is the Orlando Magic. There is no Orlando Magic without Shaq. And as Shaq pointed out, there is no Shaq without the Orlando Magic. Coming to Orlando for those those first four years helped teach him how to be a professional. Helped teach him how to be a good citizen in his communities. Taught him how to handle the media crush that would follow him everywhere he went. Helped make the NBA what it is today. Everyone forgets how different the NBA world was in the mid-90s. As Shaq pointed out, they didn't stay in, they didn't have private jets. Every team didn't have a private jet at that point. Everyone was still staying at kind of low-rent hotels. Shaquille O'Neal is not staying at a bad hotel. Shaq was very much a figure who helped propel the NBA into its modern age. And so the question then became, as the Magic prepared to retire number 32, can you really go home again? Can you really return to a place and be welcomed as the hero? The answer to that question, of course, is yes. Shaq got a rousing ovation. 32 jerseys everywhere, not just the one they, they handed out to all the fans in attendance, like the one I'm wearing uh, for, my pod, for the pod today. Um, you can go home again. At the end of the day, the good always outweighs the bad. And for as much as everything else happened with Shaquille O'Neal, it was just great to see him on the floor, accepting this honor, understanding how meaningful it was to him. At the end of the day, Shaq said, you know, you are what your foundation is. Orlando was the foundation to his career. It was, it was the the basis for his greatness. It may not have gone down the way we all wanted it to go down in Orlando, but Orlando is a big part of the Shaq story. Just like Shaq is a big part of the magic story. Again, the 1995 team is probably the most culturally culturally relevant magic team in history. If there's anything anyone is complaining about during the magic's whole retirement ceremony, it's that they use the modern font instead of the classic font for the jersey for the jersey for the banner with the jersey on. 
I will agree. I hope the Magic D fixed that. That font is iconic. And it's iconic as much because of how unique and cool it looked as how cool and unique it looked on Shaq. Shaq, in so many ways, defines this franchise. He casts a shadow on this team that, frankly, it is still trying to get out from. For better or for worse, Shaq is still the most important player in this franchise's history. In so many ways. Everyone is always trying to live up to the example and the standard that he set. Yes, the team did not win a championship, but everything is compared to Shaq. Dwight was compared to Shaq. Paolo is compared to Shaq. Shaq is the standard for this franchise. But honestly, beyond all that, the thing that I learned today, the thing that I learned at the retirement ceremony is how much and how beloved he is by his teammates. There were some luminaries at this thing. You know, yes, Nick Anderson was there, of course. Jeff Turner was there, of course. Former coaches, Brian Hill, Tom Sterner, trainer Lenny Courier, Richie Adubato. But former players from the most obscure corners of Magic history, Joe Wolf, Laterial Green, Tree Rollins, uh, um, John Concat, Greg Kite, Keith Tower, guys that, only me and my good friend Adam Papa Giorgio would know. They all showed up to support their guy. And of course, Penny was there and Dennis Scott was there, Anthony Bowie, Donald Royal. It was a reunion. And quite frankly, what made me the happiest, what made the moment matter so much to me as a lifelong fan, as someone who watched Shaq play as a kid, who grew up in the Shaq era, was to feel that love again. To feel all the endless possibility that this team gave to this city. That this team gave to a young fan who didn't know anything else. But Orlando is a big-time sports city. Shaq made us all feel big. And that's honestly the special thing about Shaq. You can't but help but put, get, get your eyes on him. He is a magnetic personality. He has always been, as the documentary from his time with the Magic was, said, larger than life. But what makes Shaq special is how he makes everyone feel that way. How he makes a great player like Penny feel great. Or a role player like Dennis Scott feel great. How they all understood that Shaq makes their life easier. Just as they make his easier. How Shaq can make a small town known for its theme parks feel like it has a personality and an identity. I will continue to say this. Shaq is probably one of the five most important athletes or sports figures in this city's history. It's, it's probably just him and Arnold Palmer to be perfectly honest. Shaq is probably one of the most important figures to come to Orlando, period. He did that much to change the world. As, 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 they, as uh, I forget who put it, as Dan DeVos, I believe, or Alex Martins put it during that George retirement ceremony, the world had their eyes on Shaq, and Shaq brought them to Orlando. 
Shaq made everybody feel big. And that's why he deserves a larger-than-life honor. It was four short years in Orlando. It didn't end up in the championship we all wanted. But Shaquille O'Neal made this city and this franchise what it is. And it was great to welcome him home and hang number 32 in the rafters. Tuesday was a big day for the Magic as a franchise. It was also big for the franchise as a team. But the Magic were not quite ready for prime time. We'll get to what happened in Tuesday's loss to Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Hungry Root. Look, uh, grocery shopping and meal planning uh, for specific dietary needs or preferences can be challenging. If this applies to you or someone you know, please, this can truly help your lifestyle to have your groceries taken care of of you for you. If you're trying to follow an anti-inflammatory diet, get high protein, it can be challenging to find the right foods. So getting a meal delivery service that gets you healthy eating is the best way to go. Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. All you have to do is take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and more. Then they will build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal taste, but each order is fully customized. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, ready-to-eat meals, and much, much more. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Save hours of planning, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Root delivers food you will love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Magic listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good 
do want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Make sure you make your second listen to Locked On Sports today. It's 24-7 stream. It doesn't really matter when you listen to it, actually. It's always going. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And it's now available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now, available on the free Fire TV channels app. So we had some business to take care of on Tuesday. It wasn't just about Shaq. And well, that night, that moment, that ceremony made it a positive night for the Orlando Magic. The game, unfortunately, a a game that we had all looked forward to, we'd all circled on our calendars at the very start of the season. The game, unfortunately, did not live up to the billing. Um, It's, I don't want to call it disappointing because I I don't think it was disappointing. But I think the Magic got a taste of the spotlight. And I think the Magic got a taste of what the playoffs are going to be like. And I think the Magic went up against a team that was very well prepared, very well focused, poised to play under a very intense environment. And it's not that the Magic, I think, shrank from the challenge. They just came up short. The flaws that we know exist on this team were apparent. And it, honestly, it, it felt like a true playoff preview. So I want to start here first. Um, First off, the fans were awesome. Um, The whole energy in the building was great. It was great energy. It felt like a playoff game. Um, so everyone took, you know, all the fans, everyone who showed up at the Kia Center on Tuesday, they stepped up to the plate. They put their best foot forward. And yeah, it's easy to get up when you have a Jersey retirement ceremony after. It was a big charge night. It was a lot of energy in the building. It worked. And it gave the Magic a ton of energy too. The Magic got off to a great start, which they absolutely had to do in this game. They had to ride that energy to a lead. They did that. They took an 11-point lead in the first quarter. Everything looked really, really, really good. Um, And then they broke the lineup. And this is where this really felt like a playoff game because Oklahoma City broke their lineup late. They kept their starters in a little bit later than the Magic did. And that enabled them to cut into that 11-point deficit to make it a one-point Magic lead at at the end of the quarter. Then the Magic bench struggled to get going. Oklahoma City does a good job interspersing starters, whether it's Shea, whether it's Chet, whether it's Jalen Williams, they did a good job making sure they had a few starters in at all times. And the magic offense predictably got into a rut. Again, this is not to say that the magic didn't live up to the challenge. Um, What I mean by they weren't quite ready for primetime is they're not quite at the level of the Oklahoma City Thunder yet. The Magic fought. They played hard. I I saw some people come at me online, and I know online is a naturally angry place, who said, you know, the Magic, I can't believe the Magic are getting run out of the gym in their their only national television game. I honestly don't think that's what happened. I think the Magic played a team that is very serious, that is playing really well, that, you know, understands to some extent how to play at this level. In a way that the Magic don't. This game should be a valuable lesson for the way the Magic are going to need to play in April. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. So the Magic found themselves down after the the first half. 
29-21st half, they just couldn't score. And then Shea Gildas-Alexander got going with some tough shots. Then Jalen Williams took over. And, you know, we got to point out that, yes, the rotations were a mess. Uh, if the Magic didn't have a back-to-back tomorrow, if this was their last game for the All-Star break, they might have played things a little differently. They might have stretched Paolo's minutes a little bit. He played 35-28. They might have stretched some guys' minutes a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, the Magic didn't play a playoff rotation when at times it felt like Oklahoma City did. It's little things, too. It's with 30, you know, getting a dead ball with 30 seconds left in the in the quarter, bringing in Jalen Williams for some extra offense. The Magic didn't match that, really. Um, in the playoffs, you do that. In the playoffs, you steal those extra possessions and make sure that you take advantage of those last 30 seconds. The Magic, though, the death knell really came, and the Magic were down by 10, 11 points, not anything they can't, couldn't come back from. But the death knell really came when the Magic came out in the fourth quarter with an all-bench lineup. Cole, Gary, uh, Joe Ingles, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Wagner. And that was when the Thunder went on their killing blow, a 15-2 run, with Jalen Williams scoring a good chunk of his uh, 33 points in that stretch. Let me get the exact number here because I have the box one for me. Um, Jalen Williams scored 17 of his 33 in the fourth quarter. And once those guys get going downhill, you can't stop them. To me, this was a game that was all about poise. And, and this is why the Magic weren't ready. The Magic were up to the challenge. Again, effort wasn't the issue. But Oklahoma City went to a 3-2 zone for most of the night. The Magic couldn't figure out how to break it consistently. Paolo Bancaro was being double and triple team. He was a lot, he was very passive until the second half. And by the time he started kind of picking his pace up, it's probably a little too late. So there's a young player learning, when do I impose myself on the game? Shea Gildas-Alexander found that early in the third quarter. That was the game. The Magic turned the ball over 16 times, 11 times in the first half. At a point when the Magic were trying to maintain and hold a lead, those turnovers were killer. And at the end of the day, like, yes, the Thunder are a really good team. Five-out teams are really difficult to deal with. But they played a really good game. They looked focused. They looked poised. They looked like nothing was going to throw them off. They withstood all the punches that the Magic threw at them. They withstood that early rush of energy. And they stuck to their game. The Magic, the Magic couldn't find that extra gear again. They had that great run at the start, but they couldn't keep that momentum going. And so, you know, Mark Daniel talked about this, recognizing and understanding and acknowledging the energy that was in the building for the Magic tonight. And he said, you know, we dealt with it with LeBron getting the record in Los Angeles last year, a game that the Thunder won, by the way. The game was going to be all about poise and composure. Can you stick to the game plan through the ups and downs, through the runs? And while the Magic have gotten a lot better at that, they're not quite there. They're not at the Thunder's level. And so, at the end of the day, that's what this is going to come down to. This game is a great lesson for the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, it's all about poise. It's all about composure. 
It's all about staying with the game plan, adjusting where needed, but staying to the game plan, not abandoning your ship. It's not that the Magic didn't show up tonight. I think they did. I think they played hard. I think they also, you know, just talking to Powell after the game, there's a lot of just shaking their heads, just like, man, they got us. Shea hit some tough shots. Our strategy on him in the first half worked. It, 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 he got going in the second half. Just one of those nights. You know, they, they didn't get, you know, they, they trailed by as much as 21. They were down by double digits for most of the second half, but they didn't get run out of their gym or anything. They, they fought. They just didn't have enough offense. We know that. They didn't have enough shooting. 11 for 36 from three. We know that. All the flaws that we know are going to pop up in the playoffs and prevent the Magic from winning a series, most likely. We know all this. What we don't know is whether the Magic can play with enough poise to overcome some of them. Maybe not four out of seven times, but once or twice. That's where we have to get. All eyes are always on April at this point. And developing into a team that can perform there. So, the Magic didn't take advantage of their time in the spotlight. It happens. This doesn't define the season. It doesn't change the direction that this franchise, this team is going in. But you hope that it's a lesson for the next time. For the next time they get a national TV game. For when they're in the playoffs, more importantly. Hmm, I don't know that. Thank you, Alexa. Um, Alexa doesn't even know that. Um, but the Magic know that they're going to be back in this situation again. And this is practice for that. And hopefully they do better the next time. We'll quickly run through the box score. Uh, at box score here in just a moment. I'll take a look at some individual performances as we look at the Magic's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guarantee Fit is only available to U.S. customers. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. 
All right, let's go through the final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 127 to 113. Again, I think this was a fair result. Um, I think that I don't think the Magic were 20 points worse than the Thunder tonight. I don't think they were much better than 10 points, 10 points worse. The Thunder were the better team. They played a really good game. Um, I, I think that the Magic did let go of the rope a little bit defensively. I think Oklahoma City is just a really tough team to cover. Five-out teams are notoriously very tough for this team. Um, this just because the shooting is an issue for the Magic. But um, they they never really got their, their, their footing under them defensively. And, you know, the Magic offense was working really well in the first half. Um, or in the first quarter, I thought Orlando did a great job on Shea Gilgis-Alexander overall. Um, first half especially, they were probably overhelping a little bit and that opened some room for threes. They were willing to give up threes to Lugan Stork, to, Jay- to Jalen Williams, the Arkansas one, the big man one. Um, they were willing to give up some threes to some guys, and they hit them. Uh, you know, they shoot 13 for 32 from three. It wasn't like they were they were firing away. You know, Oklahoma City only made two more threes in the Magic. So it's not like that was a huge difference in the game. But early on, that was a big difference because Orlando was really focused on keeping Shea Gilgis-Alexander out of the paint and really focused on making them shoot from the perimeter. And, you know, Jalen Williams got a couple of wide open threes, made them. The Magic were like, well, that's kind of the shot we're giving up uh, against this team. I, I want to reiterate this because I think there is a sense that the Magic got beat by a, a team that is their equal. Oklahoma City's really good. Like, they're really good. They're top five in both offensive and defensive rating. Um, That's a really dynamic team. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is an MVP candidate this year. He's an all-NBA player. That's a really good team. What was frustrating to me, though, was that, you know, while Orlando, I thought, did a good job preventing attempts in the paint, they still had 46 points in the paint, which is actually pretty good for the Magic. Like, the Magic giving up 46 points in the paint, that's that's usually a pretty good sign that they're going to win. Orlando getting 50 is usually a pretty good sign they're going to win. But this is where the disappointment comes. Orlando didn't hit shots. Whatever. That's this team. We know we need to, we know they need to find some shooting. That's That's not the issue here. The issue is they shot 25 for 44 in the paint. By contrast, Oklahoma City was 23 for 31. Chet Holmgren really did a number on this team. He finished with 13 points, five blocks, nine rebounds. Um, Orlando did a really good job attacking Victor Wimbanyama, uh, but some of that is you're attacking downhill on him because they're not good defensively on the perimeter. Oklahoma City is good defensively on the perimeter. So Holmgren was able to get more quality blocks. He was able to change more shots. Franz Wagner just couldn't figure out how to finish around him. Franz was five for 16, one for five from three, four for four from the foul line, did have seven rebounds, um, 15 points. So he got his numbers, but it was a slow go. It was like four for 14, I think, at one point. Um, the Magic not getting a lot from Franz, that was the killer in this game. Because Paolo, rightly or wrongly, is playing to set up Franz right now. He's playing to try and get Franz going early so that he can get going late. If it's there's a your turn, my turn, it's let me absorb some attention defensively. Get Franz going. Get Jalen going. And in the second half, because they're going, I'll have more space to be aggressive and to attack. And Paolo played that perfectly. I did not think this was a bad game by Paolo Bancaro by any stretch. 23 points, 
Nine for 15 shooting, five for six from the foul line, six rebounds, 10 assists. He did have four turnovers. Decision-making still an issue, but the 10 assists are huge. To me, that's, that, to me, that says Paolo was finding guys, that Paolo was taking the attention that he got and spraying it out to shooters, spraying it out to guys who could finish. And eventually that came back around to him because in the third quarter and, and in the fourth quarter, Orlando was trying to get back in the game. Paolo was attacking much quicker. The defense was later getting to getting to double him. And he was able to score a little bit more. He was able to force his way to the line. Now, a big part of this season is Paolo learning when to be a passer, when to be a playmaker, and when to be a scorer. We all want him to be a scorer at all times, but that's just not his makeup. He is unselfish. He is making the right plays. This is a good thing. But he has to understand that balance. He has to understand, okay, my team needs me to score. We need a bucket right here. Let me get a basket. Let me get to the foul line. Let me calm everyone down. Let me just be a threat. And again, it's, that's something he has to learn. He's learning it. The team's learning it. it. It's a young player mistake. And so I'm not worried about that stuff. Um, you know, they'll, you know, they'll have that conversation. Paolo will come to that realization and it'll change. And eventually it'll become instinct. That's what the season's about is getting that instinct, uh, learning, learning that part of the game. Jalen Suggs had a very strong start to the game with 17 points, but he ended up shooting just five for 13 from the four, four for 12 from three, all four of those threes in the first half. The three of them in the first quarter were a big part of why the Magic got the lead. Um, did have seven rebounds, did have four assists. Um, uh, again, just with Jalen, it's coming down to whether he shoots or not because he is not driving very much right now. Um, that's kind of been the way it is all season. So when he shoots the ball really well, he's really dangerous. And, and changes this Magic team. The Magic were better than the Oklahoma City Thunder when Jalen Suggs made his shots. When he didn't, the Magic offense flatlined. And, and that's kind of where we're at right now. It's just like, against these elite teams, the Magic can hold their own as long as they can shoot a little bit. The Magic can't hold their own when they shoot 30, 30% from three. They got to be up at 34, 35%. And again, Oklahoma City made 40% of the threes, but that's not what killed them. It was the turnovers. It was, you know, missing some threes at critical moments. Um, it was just not being able to build the identity or the momentum that they needed to win. Wendell Carter Jr. had both a good game and a bad game. 22 points, 9 for 14 shooting, 6 rebounds. I thought he was fine generally. He was able to finish around the basket. I thought he did a good job working around Chet Holmgren. Um, defensively, just not making a huge impact. Um, and I think that's part of the issue, but it still did some nice things here and there. I mean, it was just kind of a blah game for Wendell Carter. I, th I think right now everyone sees what they want to see in Wendell Carter. Like I said, I, I think he has earned the opportunity to prove he can be a playoff center, but I also think there's mounting evidence that he may not be a playoff center. Um, and so making having games where he makes a clear defensive impact, I, I didn't think he was bad in this game at all, but I, I think he's kind of the lightning rod of like, okay, do we, we, do we believe in this guy or not? Um, and, and I think there's there's arguments to be made on both sides. So he's your Rorschach test of the day. Um, off the bench, uh, Mo Wagner had 11 points, a lot of that in the first half. Bench just did not perform today. Like, honestly, that that was the killer for Orlando was the bench just did not give them uh, what they needed. Um, again, Cole Anthony, two for eight, five points, just didn't give them enough, uh, give, give them enough there. Gary Harris, six points, solid game, ended up with closing minutes. You know, they didn't go with Markel. 
because of the spacing issues. Uh, they just needed offense. Um, you know, Jonathan Isaac's one for six, zero for three from three. At the end of the day, it's so much of this Magic team is just about making shots. Like I, I say, it's not about the three point shooting, but it's about the three point shooting. If you're going to take 36 threes, you got to make 13 of them, 14 of them. You got to be in that range where you're shooting 33 percent from three to have any shot, at, any shot at this stuff. And the Magic are struggling at that, like no doubt about it. It is the biggest weakness on this team. It's the biggest thing holding them back. It's the biggest thing keeping them from playing these primetime games and, and making these primetime moments. So it's not changing. This team is capable of winning without it. Uh, like I said, the paint, the paint battle was, was struggle today. 25 free throws is okay. They missed five of them. They got to be up around 30 to make up for their three-point shooting. They have a path. They have a way to play that can win them games despite their lack of shooting. But shooting makes life easier. We all know this. It's going to have to be an issue to address in the offseason because we're going to learn very, we're going to learn very, very clearly in the playoffs how much of an issue that is consistently for this team. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Orlando Magic 127-113. The Magic get one more game before the All-Star break. We'll see you Wednesday at Kia Center with Shaq's banner hanging above them. I saw them raise it before I left the Kia Center today um, in its final resting place or final home. Um, maybe not final home. They, they move banners around, but we will see at the, at the Kia center on Wednesday to face the New York Knicks in a big Eastern conference battle. But that's good to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of lockdown magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD subscribe to the podcast and Apple podcast, search your tune in Himalaya, Google play Spotify, Odyssey, and all the least of the podcasts to your podcast. Enable listening advice for latest on the Orlando magic. Be sure to check out Orlando magic daily.com and be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando magic hub at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. You can find that on YouTube or on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channel app. Lockdown Sports Today is here covering top, the top sports stories of the day with local experts like me of Lockdown Plus our national shows covering every league and the best part is on 24-7. Find Lockdown Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channel app. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, it's been Philip Ross and Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.